Hey friends, let's get started. So today's episode is all about rumination. So have you ever dwelled on the past in a way that can sometimes almost be obsessive? So I know I have. And if you're human, you have too. And that's essentially what rumination is. You know, it's like replaying a tape or a memory or a concept in your head over and over again, almost on a loop. So rumination doesn't have to be dwelling on a negative event. It could also be something positive. I suppose any time we're ruminating on anything, we're not living in the present. We're stuck in the past. So I feel like, and in my personal experience, dwelling on positive past events can almost be just as detrimental as dwelling on a negative. So anytime we're ruminating on anything, it's an obsessive tendency. So for a lot of us, it's a bane of our existence. So I heard this quote that really helped me a lot and really put things into perspective for me. So if you went back to the past and deleted all of your mistakes, then you would essentially erase yourself. And this really stuck out to me because it's so true, right? We are the amalgamation of all these different past experiences, both positive and negative, that make us who we are, as cliche as that is, right? So do you know the main reason why we ruminate on something? So usually it's because a past experience has troubled us in some way. So for instance, we do this a lot with relationships, right? We tend to hyperfixate on all the good moments and we forget all about the times that we were crying or really sad. Our brain has this really funny tendency of trying to trick us and just zoning in on all those feel good moments, right? And what can happen is we can too often stay in a situation that is far less than ideal and just detrimental to our well-being, right? So when we think about our lives, we tend to focus and hone in on moments that have a lot of meaning. So the amygdala is the part of your brain that stores and flags these emotional events, right? So what happens is often when we're very still, the amygdala can hone in on this blank space and scramble to find something to attach meaning to. And I actually recently became a meditation facilitator. So I work quite a bit with people that have past trauma. So this could be especially tricky. And this is a great example of what I mean, because when you are still, for instance, when you're meditating, your brain can really do that thing where it's scrambling to find those emotional events. For the people that I work with that have experienced PTSD, mindfulness and meditation can be very tricky. So I have to really proceed with caution to make sure that they don't get re-triggered from these past events. So how do we stop ruminating? So I've got some handy tips for you. So memories are strengthened by repetition, right? So what we could do is find new events to attach that emotional salience to. So it's actually been proven that having a holiday booked, just having that holiday to look forward to increases your happiness levels by a mile or buying a festival ticket, things like that. And my personal favorite is just doing a course or a certification, just something to look forward to every single day to mix up your day and break up your week. And instead of just kind of wallowing in self-pity and regretting the past, you have a new accolade that you're working towards. You're building a new future. So my personal favorite is doing a course or certification or working towards a new accolade, right? Because that stops me from wallowing in self-pity and regret and it 
gives me something else to look forward to, not just in the future, but in a day-to-day basis, right? Knowing that I'm working towards my future just really excites me and yeah, it prevents me from getting in the habit of living in the past, right? It not only helps me to look onwards to the future, but it also keeps me very present. So my tip number two on how to stop ruminating is be very mindful of what you consume, right? And a lot of the time, things such as music can be very harmful if you're someone that tends to obsessively ruminate because we attach a lot of emotional meaning to the music that we consume, right? So for instance, if you are someone who is quite prone to mental health issues or if you're going through a really tough period in your life, not for everyone. Some people might find it very cathartic to listen to say a cry playlist for some people if you do this excessively that can be very harmful and detrimental because it's just going to strengthen the emotional salience that you attach to this event that's keeping you very sad and feeling stuck right so for me personally I like to listen to music that has a really upbeat high vibe or high frequency be mindful of what you consume especially the media that you consume if you're someone that is prone to these feelings of anxiety watching horror films for instance or listening to true crime podcasts that's not going to elevate your vibration that's not going to make you feel good especially when you're already down in the dumps and you're consuming this kind of material Trust me, it helps a lot. And I feel like when we're in that sad state, we tend to be more attracted to this kind of material, right? Like it's been proven that for people with anxiety and some people with depression, they tend to be more attracted to watching scary movies because the anxiety you feel in the moment of watching or consuming that material overrides that general anxiety that you feel about your own life. Does that make sense? You get to feel anxious about the character, the fictional character, rather than, you know, kind of wallow about your own life. So yeah, something to think about. Also make sure that your social interactions aren't promoting that rumination, right? So if you've got friends that are constantly asking you about your breakup or bringing up this traumatic event, you know, politely tell them to stop or just be mindful of the general interactions that you are having with people and remove yourself from those situations as much as you can, especially during that time where you are trying to heal and grow. And also guys, I'm not talking about grief, right? Grief is a very complex emotion in its own right. And that requires a grief informed trauma professional to work with you through that. So this doesn't apply to those situations, right? I'm talking about just general rumination over something that can be relatively small, an event that we might regret, maybe we didn't do well in a job interview or I don't know, something like that. I'm not talking about grief, all right? That's that's a whole different ball game. So my tip number three is anything that is good for your general physical health and well-being is going to be good for your brain, right? I really, truly believe this. You know, we've got so many brain cells in our stomach. We essentially have a second brain in there. And I'm not telling you to cut out all those little things that make you happy, Because I do believe in moderation, but if you are trying to get on top of your 
brain health and your mental state, definitely be mindful of the things that you do consume. Things such as alcohol. I know a lot of you guys don't want to hear this, but it's true. Alcohol is a depressant. And when you're trying to get on top of your mental health, you know, just being mindful of your alcohol consumption is very important. And I know when you are feeling down in the dumps, it can be, can feel good in a moment to kind of reach for those band-aid solutions. But trust me, we're trying to heal and we're trying to grow. There are many different comfort foods that you can consume as well that taste great and aren't going to essentially wreck your mental well-being. So tip number four. So if you absolutely must ruminate, just go for it and just let yourself ruminate. So I would start maybe 20 minutes a day for a week. Just set that time. If you want to listen to your cry playlist, listen to that. Listen to your sad music and just ruminate about the event. Journal it out, you know, really sit with your feelings and process how that event actually makes you feel. Because when we process things as uncomfortable as it is, that's how we actually move on and grow from that. So 20 minutes a day for a week, just set that time. That's your rumination time. The next week, decrease it to 15 minutes and just repeat the process. The week after, just repeat the process 10 minutes. The week after that, rinse and repeat. You get five minutes a day to ruminate. And eventually, because you're going to actually structure that rumination time into your routine, I feel like you're going to get so sick of the process and you're just going to be so excited to just stop ruminating on that event. You've journaled it out, you sat with it, you did the work and you processed it. So your brain is actually going to attach less emotional salience to that event. Well done. You're starting to grow, you're starting to heal from those unhealthy patterns, right? This is kind of how we use behavioral therapy to establish new healthy habits. So you've got to stop making yourself sick with this rumination and regret, right? When you look at the scale of different emotions and their vibrations, shame is actually the lowest vibration that you could feel. And there are a lot of bad vibrations out there like jealousy and hate. Shame is at the bottom of that ladder, right? When you are consumed with shame, you are not going to be living your best, fullest, most richest life. You're going to be in a very unhealthy mental state when you are filled with that shame. Shame is very important for us to process and grow through and alchemize that into something more positive, right? Like self-love. To me, self-love is the very opposite of the feeling of shame. And that's what we want to alchemize that shameful feeling and turn it into something really great. Like we want to be consumed with love for ourselves and just acceptance rather than shame and regret. And I think a lot of the time we tend to think if this event happened differently, I would be so much better off. But how do you know that? How do you actually know that you could be so much worse off? Because we tend to think, oh, if I made different moves in my life, I would have more money. I would have a better relationship and all these things. But we actually cannot predict the future. It is impossible. I genuinely believe that a lot of the time things do happen for our greater good. So things happen for a reason a lot of the time. So I just like to 
take things in my stride and remind myself that I cannot predict the future because even if my brain likes to think I'll be in a better position, I genuinely don't know that because I could be guided and I could be protected from something worse happening in my life. And looking back at my past, I could see now all the things that I wanted so badly that I didn't get They were leading me to something much, much better. And also the decisions we make in the past, they're based on all the knowledge and information that we have in that present moment. So we didn't have, we weren't equipped with the knowledge a lot of the time to change things in our present of the past. Does that make sense to you guys? So just be a little bit more kind on yourself and have that self-compassion. We were making moves equipped only with the information we had in that given moment. So just be gentle on yourself. It's like the burnt toast theory. If you guys have heard recently, there was an incident where uh, people were in a plane and then one of the windows just completely blew out. And that passenger that was supposed to be sitting in that seat, he missed his flight. And I just think that is so amazing. And that is a testament to how there were greater forces working that day. It's like they they say when you burn your toast and you're late for an important event, but there would have been a car crash on your way to that event, right? So at the time, things seem like mistakes, but genuinely just sit with that knowledge that things could be working to create a better outcome for you and protect you. And to me, that concept alone stops rumination in its tracks. Because it's very comforting, right, to know that even when things don't go our way, and I know we so badly want them to go our way because it's our own inner child wanting to manipulate and control the situation. But just know that things could be working towards a better outcome for you and sit with that comforting feeling. Take my year as Miss Universe Australia, for example. So when I won Miss Universe Australia in 2021, I had achieved a lifelong dream, right? I've dreamt about this moment for years and when I finally achieved it, it was amazing. It was such a great feeling, but our brain always finds new things to stress about, right? Suddenly I had new pressures, new things, new stresses. It's like what they always say as well. And this isn't related to financial wealth or anything like that. You know the saying, more money, more problems. It's kind of like that, right? more money, more problems, more career success, more problems. There's always going to be something else because that is the nature of our our minds, right? They're always going to find something new to ruminate upon and your happiness levels tend to plateau out, right? When you reach a goal, there's always a new benchmark to hit. And a lot of athletes will tell you this, right? Gold medalists will tell you this. They finally get that gold medal that they've dreamed about their whole lives and just trained for for such a long time they worked so hard for that medal they get the gold medal and it feels amazing but sometimes that can leave them feeling a little empty right just be aware of that when you're looking at someone and you might feel envious that they have that thing that you so desperately want just remember that they might be looking at someone else that has that has reached the next level or the next pinnacle of success. It's kind of a never-ending cycle and it only stops when you realize that that happiness is actually made up of the little moments in your life, the little sweet 
moments, the present moments, you know, it's very, very cliche, but take it from me. I'm not someone that considers myself to have reached the pinnacle of success by any means, but take it from my life experience. I had definitely accomplished a big dream of mine and, you know, my happiness levels plateaued out because I was then frantic to find the next big thing. That's just human nature. So just realize that, be aware of that and just realize that the grass isn't always greener, right? And be happy with what you have in a present moment because sometimes the climb is actually a lot more sweeter than reaching that destination, right? It's like climbing Mount Everest. Just just enjoy every painstaking moment, every little victory. You might find that that's actually more enjoyable than reaching the final destination. I don't mean to get all philosophical on you guys, but it's true. So I'll give you guys another example. I was talking to my friend who's a footy player and he told me that when one of the players make a mistake, you know, how harsh and critical all the fans, the AFL fans can be. And it made me think of the recent David Beckham documentary that I watched when he got that red card, right? And how he was shunned by his previous fans for months at a time. He went into hibernation, you know, he was in hiding and I'm not inside his head, but I can only imagine what was going through his mind and how he might have been stuck in that rumination cycle thinking, if I just didn't do that one thing, everything would be different. He was probably thinking maybe my career is over, you know, and he was fine in the end, but I could just only imagine the kind of pressure that that breeds. And a lot of the time, these people in high pressure careers, they can really be prone to this rumination as well. So these are the people we often put on a pedestal and look up to. But just remember that as well. Going back to my previous point about how the grass isn't always greener, the kind of pressure to be perfect and always be at the top of your game with these people is enormous, right? It's astronomical. So just be mindful of that, right? So to wrap it all up, like the saying goes, you can only connect the dots looking backwards, right? And just get rid of that inner critic that loves ruminating on the past. It laps it up, right? Those emotional moments in our lives. So just try to be present as much as you can, but also allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to feel deeply and sit with those feelings, process those emotions. But then there's got to be a time when you say, I've got to move on from this, right? I've got a future to look forward to and new memories to build, new events to attach emotional salience to. And at the end of the day, rejection is just redirection, right? I truly, truly believe this. So you're on your own timeline. Don't let anyone rush you and don't put that pressure on yourself. You know, society, our families, our peers, they can put the pressure on us. So don't join in on that. Don't be your own worst critic. Just accept your imperfect reality. We're all imperfect human beings, just living an imperfect life and making mistakes as we go. But as long as we try our best to learn from those mistakes and just be future focused, but also live in the present, you're going to be fine. That's just the way of life. So just let that go and flow. Until next time. Bye.